We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Wednesday, August 23rd, and we're continuing our NFL DFS primer series that will go through uh, the, the end of next week. Remember, Friday, we're going to still be talking about MMA. Uh, we have a, we have a 5 a.m. slate, right? They're in what, Singapore. They're in, they're, they're in Asia somewhere. So uh, we'll be talking about the MMA slate on Friday. James will be back on Monday for Mondays with McCool. We'll, we'll talk to him about his uh, live final experience for the uh, DraftKings MLB final in San Diego. And then we'll continue our uh, NFL Primer Series for tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, and beyond. So if you got questions about NFL DFS, you got a question about our tools here at Roto-Grinders, Send them in, questions at theoryofdfs.com. 
That's questions at theoryofdfs.com. Or obviously, if you're here live, post them in the YouTube chat. We got crunch time coming up later, uh, right after this show. This will be a shorter show. Noon, crunch time for the MLB slate. There's a decent uh, you know, day slate, afternoon slate, whatever. So uh, so they'll be coming up with that. But we're getting ready for NFL. It's only two and a half, two and a half weeks away. I believe two and a half weeks, I think. Something, three weeks. Something like, something like that. It's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. Transitioning your play from MLB and NBA, PGA into NFL. Because, you know, obviously NFL, the, big, the biggest DFS sport. I mean, the biggest fantasy sport in general. The biggest contests. The most liquidity. The most participation. The most casual participation. That's why it's the softest sport. It's hard to realize your EV because very big fields. But typically the softest sport. And one of the reasons why it's the softest sport we talked about the past two days, projection, correlation, leverage, these types of things that, uh, you know, there's a good 25, 40% of the field doesn't even pay attention to. Projections, why? Ah, stupid computers. Good, I, I know who's good at football. I'm, pl- I'm playing this guy. You know, like that's that's what a lot of the field is. Not relying on any type of probability or statistics whatsoever. Don't care about correlation. They don't care. They don't understand what projections are. They don't care about ownership or anything like that. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dead bad money in those contests. And MGC, MJCS, got to do those Super Saturdays again or something similar. Yes, for for me personally on my own YouTube channel, Saturday, Stupid Saturdays will be coming back. I believe I'll be I'll be doing them early in the afternoon though. I believe that like you know twelve thirty one o'clock. Or so, because obviously uh, on the weekends is MMA, so I got I got to prepare for that. And there's there's some wrestling stuff going on at Saturday nights, so stupid Saturdays are, are are coming back. But good morning to everyone in the chat. Give me those thummy thumbs, by the way. Give me the thummy thumbs. Give me the thummy thumbs. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit everything you want. Why why is NFL the softest? It's a lot of people. A lot of people that. Don't 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 care about any any of the stuff that we offer here at Roto Grinders. They don't use, right? A big bulk of the field does not use it. So obviously, sign up, sign up to get lineup HQ, get our projections, get our NFL projections, ownership content. We got tons of stuff here. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month, right? They don't. These are forty percent of the field aren't people that know anything about the game theory of daily fantasy sports, right? If you want to learn that, you know the fundamentals. Obviously, you watch this show often, or you get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio masterclass, How to Think Like a Professional DFS Player. Learn about the things that a large portion of the fields in NFL do not do not care about. They know football. They, you know, Joe Schmo from the couch. But what's one way to take advantage, not only of that, but you take advantage of variance. NFL variance is the most exploitable is the most exploitable in any sport okay taking advantage of variance people people do not know how to handle variance in small sample sizes the thing about nba we got nba nba is more of a normally distributed sport okay so the variance is is lower i mean it's still a lot of variance but it's lower Okay, 
so when when things when you think one thing but it really isn't another thing that the range of outcomes is much narrower baseball variance is very high but from a base perspective we get we have a we we get larger sample sizes right at this point in the season like we know who good pitchers are we know who good batters are for the most part right batting orders pitch counts right we're 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 a little a little bit more uh, in tune with that because we have a large sample of data a larger it's not the largest sample but it's a larger sample to deal with football everything is small sample in football take that take that take take that and put it on a post-it note on your computer okay to remind yourself of variance okay get get it get right now get a post-it note get a poster get it printed on a damn t-shirt Everything is small sample in NFL. Everything. 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 Everything you think you know is a small sample. And what, what do we do with small samples? We There's not much confidence in small sample sizes. So this is why out of the 18 weeks, we now have 18 weeks of NFL. Most people would say that their favorite weeks of NFL, I mean, if you're a sharp player, most people say week one or week 18. But why is that? Well, week 18 is an easier version of that. Week 18, you get all the teams that are like they've made the playoffs or they're completely gone. Like you get week 18, you get tons of people sitting, right? A lot of there's a reason why like the that season long leagues don't have their like championship round week 18. Because you get, you know, Patrick Mahomes may not play. Right, Jalen Hurts may not play. I mean, like like star wide receivers may not play. They may play a half or something like that. So a lot of times you're dealing with who's going to play. I don't. No one knows anything. Right? It's kind of we just got to guess, kind of, and that that's that introduces a lot of variance. So what people will do on week 18 is look at beat reporters and look at and assume assume certain things. Oh well. Well, this wide receiver is not going to play, which means this guy is going to get like 30% target share. And then it turns out that the star wide receiver plays for a half and still gets seven, seven receptions. Or he doesn't play and they rotate like six wide receivers in and no one gets a big target share. But there you, you expect, it's like, well, this it's KJ Osborne week and it's not, right? They expect one thing, but... It doesn't happen because there's so many there's so many unknowns in that week. Now, week one is very similar. Week one, a lot of unknowns. The pricing has been out for a while. So a lot of times the pricing is inefficient. But people will look at preseason games and what they think like the depth chart looks like, make reasonable guesses, and then get very, very, very focused on them. Very anchored to them and go, oh, okay, based on what we saw last year and based on what we saw in the preseason, this is the way it's going to go. This running back's going to get 70% of the snaps. This wide receiver's still going to have a 26% target share. And you know what? That's not always the case. Because remember, everything is small sample size in NFL. Okay, so heading into week one, people are going to make assumptions. Projections are going to make assumptions. Right, we're gonna. You have to put an input somewhere. That's just seventy percent snap share, twenty six percent target share. There's, there, you know, based on the 
the pace of the game and everything like that. Dude, the beginning of the season, we don't even know what what, what defenses are good. Oh, they have a great matchup. Are, are you sure? Right? Go back. Go back the past 10 years and compare defensive efficiency from, like, the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And then go to the next year and go, based on the last season's rankings, what would next season's rankings? And, yes, you will see some that's like, oh, yeah, well, the, the, the best defense last year is now the sixth best defense this year. Uh, it, it, it'll be directionally in some regard. But a lot of times you see things flip-flop around. Personnel changes, coaching changes, injuries during a season. So we don't even know. We don't even know who's a good defense. Right. Oh, this team has a good rushing defense. It's quite possible they end up having a horrible rushing defense. So don't make that. You can't really make that assumption. Oh, this this team this team is going to run the ball 65, 60% of the time. You sure? You sure about that? Oh, they're past first offense. Now, some of some, the ones that have no coaching changes, no personnel changes, and get a little bit larger of a sample, right? The thing is, don't, don't make those assumptions. You're going to have to put those inputs in for projections. So these projections are going to be based around some type of sample, but they're very fragile. NFL has the most fragile projections out of all the major sports. You would say MLB. MLB, it's high variance, but it's not that fragile, right? Aaron Judge's projection is Aaron Judge's projection, right? Kyle Schwarber hitting a home run. I mean, like, that's not that fragile. It's just that their range of outcomes is wide. In NFL, the fragility of projections is immense. Is B. John Robinson going to get what we think he's going to get at 8K against Carolina? Dude, we have no sample size. You could assume, but it doesn't mean anything until you see it, right? Until you see it at least once, and you go, oh, okay, that backs it up. But the point that I'm making right now makes it so that my favorite week is not week one. My favorite week is not week 18. I say this often every year. My favorite week of the NFL season to play GPPs, favorite by far, by far, is week two. By far is week two. Week two is my week two is my week. Or anytime early in the season, typically. Of course, I, you know, I, I won the slant in week six. Typically, I I my my best NFL caches in GPPs, like the spy. I think I won the spy in like week five. Like th- those early weeks. Because taking advantage of people's people's disregard of variance, disregard of the fragility of projections. People making assumptions based on very small sample sizes is is like a, a cornerstone strategy of of NFL DFS in, for for GPPs. Bart B says in the chat, week two is overreaction week. Absolutely, we're gonna see you're gonna see one game sample from everyone, and you're gonna go, oh well, well wow, this running back got eighty percent of the snaps. We didn't expect, we thought it was going to be a 50-50 split in the backfield, and this running back got 80% of the snaps. Next thing you know, he's the 5,800 the next week, and he's 29% owned, because if you project him for 80% of the snaps and 27 touches with four catches out of the backfield, it's like, oh, you got to play this guy. Is he going to get 80% of the snaps the next week? 
Is the offense going to be as efficient as it was last week? Right? They, the team won 34 to 10. Are you sure about it? Are you, are, are you sure? Just like, we just have a one-week sample size, and people will convince themselves and go, well, for 5,800 at that projection, that's a, that's a must play. You must. You have to lock them in. If that's the case, now there are going to be a portion of times that the next game he gets 80% of the snaps and he and the team wins 30 points and he gets, and you're going to need it. He has 32 fantasy points and he's sitting there, the highest on player, and you're like, okay, I guess you needed him. But it's only a one-game sample size. So many times, so many times, what you think you know, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Just post, put that other post-it note. This is the, the show of post-it notes. Right? Everything is small sample in NFL. And on the other thing, on to put another post-it that says you don't know shit. There you go. You don't know. You don't you don't know. You don't know what you think you know. You're dealing with very, you're dealing with small sample sizes. Just because you see something the first week doesn't mean it's gonna happen every week. The team was good one week and week one, oh, they're they're rolling. Then next thing you know, that they're one and eight. It's like, yeah, well, they had a good first game, and then just okay. And I guess that I guess they're a grappy team. There's a team that, oh, they look horrible. And then the next thing you know, they're they're 10 and 2. Oh, but they were horrible last year. Oh, now they're not. Now they're horrible. You have to take into account those small sample sizes. So you have to understand that the projections you're looking at are going to be very fragile. Now, obviously, I'm looking at projections that are like, what, three weeks out from week one. That Obviously, the game, we, we tweak projections like multiple times daily. Typically once a day, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but like Friday, there might be multiple updates. Saturday, there'll be multiple updates, inactives on Sundays. So things will change a bit. But you take a look at these, you take a look at, you know, running back projections or something. You look by by salary or something. And you see, it's like, okay, Nick Chubb, you see like 16, 16, 16, 17, 16, 16, 16. I mean, like this entire range from 6,900 to 8,200 is like practically the same projection from a mean standpoint, right? Nick Chubb, B. John Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, which uh, who knows what the hell's going on. Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne. So, well, who do I who do I play out of these? Well, who knows? Some of these projections may be really off, based on usage, based on snap share, based on all this. And just we're putting in. And is Josh Jacobs going to get the same as he got last year? You could think yes, but maybe it's not. Very similar in NBA when you look at projections. Oh, this guy projects well. Yeah, well, he projects because he we have him in for thirty six minutes. What if he only plays 30? There's a fragility in minutes in NBA. Just like there's a fragility in snap share, target share, rushing share, all that type of stuff. You never, I mean, dude, small samples in NFL, team goes down like two touchdowns early and maybe they, they're not running the ball anymore. Stuff happens very quickly in the NFL. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Especially early in the season, projections are going to be very fragile. Just like Grant Brown says, I think Cardi says it takes six to eight weeks for projections to stabilize. And even then it's still fragile. It also depends on, on what, what you're measuring as far as stabilization, right? Pace of play stabilizes quickly because it's like you know if you see that they get up to the line and snap the ball quicker they're probably going to do it and they they've done it you know a certain way they they they're getting plays off with 15 20 seconds left on the play clock like that probably stabilizes after two or three games and vice versa like Aaron Rodgers letting the clock overrun all the way down that type of thing pace of play may may as far as projecting that in the game Probably easier, but targets. But some of these targets now, why top wide wide receiver one target share that can stabilize a little bit, a little bit quicker than six to eight weeks. It's still, I mean, it's still fragile. The key thing here is not trying to get the projections more perfect. It's a lost cause. Don't even bother. It's looking at these numbers and knowing that they're fragile. And trying to find the fragile situations. Okay? If I had a choice of what to attack, I attack fragile situations. I attack variants. Jesus Good, Dave Potts, in MLB, has what's called the Robbie Ray rule. And obviously it doesn't apply much this season. But it, it, it's, it's very, it's very on, on the point. Right, she said. Robbie Robbie Ray is the type of pitcher that 
He could come out and he could strike out 13 guys in a game. He can. He has the ability to do that. He's also someone that can come in and walk five guys and give up four home runs and be out in an inning and a third. Like, he's that guy also, right? Sometimes you get one and sometimes you get the other. So that's a wide range of outcomes. That's a lot of variance. So Cheese Cheese has the Robbie Ray rule, which is when Robbie Ray is low-owned, I play him. When Robbie Ray is high-owned, I don't. Right? People at the ownership's going towards the variance, going, oh, Robbie Ray is going to come out. He's going to strike out 10 Tigers. Next thing you know, the Tigers score seven runs in the first inning. Now it happens less frequently, but you want to benefit from that variance. People are just assuming that, oh, obviously he's going to have this great performance, but he's capable of having the worst performance ever. Very similar in MMA. Typically knockout artists, strikers that don't grapple, that are very reliant on their quick first-round finishes, they typically have poor court cardio. They're high variance. They can score 125 points or they're dead. Or they don't score, or it, they, they score, they don't score enough for you to be worth it. So in, the, in MMA, typically, I'm more likely to play those types of fighters when they're lower owned. But when they're chalky, dude, you got five minutes. You got five minutes for a knockout. You don't get a five minute knockout. You're, Thank you for 35% of the field owning this guy. But when the guy's 12% on, it's like, I'll take a shot. I got five minutes. I got five minutes. You could apply the same exact thing in NFL. Around small sample sizes. What do people think they know? Well, people think, based on preseason, people think that this guy is going to get a bulk of this and this guy, this is how it's going to, and the more and more that situation where it's like, we don't know for sure, but we're pretty confident of X. Like the field is like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to roster this guy at 25%, 20, 20% ownership, thinking that based on beat reporters, based on preseason usage, those will be the situations to attack fragile wise. And then there, the opposite is also true. Oh, everyone says that this, that, this this run this 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 running back is gonna this is gonna be a running back by a committee. We don't know who the lead back is, right? Oh, this we're not sure if they're gonna run the same offense. So I don't know if the passing game is gonna be worth it and for this team or something like. And that's the narrative. And people are going in, and people are inputting stuff into projections where, oh, okay, they're not gonna pass as often as they did last year. They're not gonna do this, or or they're gonna they're gonna split carries amongst four different running backs, and it's not gonna be this lead back. Well, now these guys over there are going to be 2% owned. And what happens if you're wrong? What happens if if everyone is wrong about their assumptions? Well, it's a fragile situation. It's like, well, we think that this running back's only going to get 50% of the snaps. But what happens if they decide to just give him 75%? It's like, well, if I give him 75% of the snaps and five, 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 uh, five catch attempts out of the backfield and and... And six goal line inside the 10 opportunities is like, the dude's like 6,200. Like, this guy would be a smash. At 50% snap share, not so much. 75% snap share, like, the dude should be 25% owned. 
How how old is he going to be? Oh, let me see. Eight percent. Like that would be a situation to attack. You don't know what you think you know in NFL. Everything is small sample size. Everything. Halfway through the season, it's still small sample size, but especially early in the season. So attack the variance. That doesn't mean you have to attack all the, all the, you don't have to attack it all. Oh, well, it could be that this, and it could be that that. And you put together a lineup that like, maybe the Lions are good this year. Maybe this, maybe this team is going to pass more than they run. And I'm not saying you should that all of them, but find these angles. Don't necessarily take these mean projections as well. One guy is projected for 0.8 more than the other guy. So that guy is way better than the other guy. No, no, dude. Running back touchdown variance is high. So like it's it's like you could look and you could look down the list of like anyone in this like mid-range 10, 14, 12, 15, 13, 14, 15, 12, 13, 14. Dude, they might as well all have the same projection. They might as well. Based on what we know, might as well. Yeah, there's a difference between 20 and 12. There's a difference between 12 and 7. But everything in this middle is just, well, I'm going to play Cam Akers instead of Aaron Jones. Well, what do you do? Are you crazy? Like, if you react that way, then, dude, it's everything's fragile. Everything is small sample size. You're going to go to wide receiver. You're going to look at the mid-range wide receiver. You're going to go Terry McLaurin, 13. Mike Evans, 11. Michael Pittman, 12. DJ Moore, 12. Christian Watson, 14. Chris Godwin, 12. Amari Cooper, 14. Mike Williams, 15. Christian Kirk, 13. And you're going to go, well, Mike Williams is 15 point projected at 5,700. I got to play him. Why? Who would play Christian? DJ Moore. DJ Moore's 400 more, and he's projected for what? Two and a half points less. Dude, dude, you know how fragile this shit is? Yes, if we ran it out, yeah, Mike Williams probably scores more than T.J. Moore, more than half the time. There's so much fragility in these projections that, like, one guy is going to be 20% owned and one guy is going to be 4% owned. It's only like a two and a half difference in mean projection. What's two and a half points for a receiver? A 15-yard catch. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. Running back. Well, this running back projects mean mean projection is two points. It's two points higher. That's a 10-yard catch. That's it. It's two, but it's two points. It's a 10-yard catch. That's it. That's the difference between the two. One one guy is going to get a 10-yard catch, and one guy is going to it's going to get thrown. He's going to drop it. That's it. That's the difference. Thinking in terms of like like NBA, where mean projection does matter a lot more. Two points is still very small. But I'm much more likely to care about two points in NBA than I am in NFL. So when you're building lineups in NFL, especially if you're involved in correlation, I mean, you could leave. Dude, I could run the, you know, what the, the optimal based on projection of 137.5. I could build lineups that are 20, 25 points lower projected in this no problem no problem no problem whatsoever 25 points 30 points i mean dude for the millie maker you'd be could be running tons of tons of lineups you can make you can make up 25 points of projection no problem just due to correlation and touchdown variance 
So if you're sitting there going, well, I got to play this guy because he's too... Everyone says, and especially when it's like everyone says that you got to play this guy, right? They're going to give him... They're going to give him... They're going to feed him the ball, right? This wide receiver, this new... Based on, oh, this guy left for the season and this guy now, now this guy's the man. This guy's the man at wide receiver. I know he only had an 18% target share last year, but dude, there's not... Who else are they going to throw the ball to? He's going to have a 30% target share and everyone's going into week one or week two or week four or whatever. And next thing you know, he's an 18% target share just like he did last year because they just throw the ball around. Yeah, but why would they be doing that? He's so much better than this. And sometimes people like project their own coaching, what the coaches should do. And our job isn't, our job isn't, our job isn't to figure out what the coaches should do. It's to take advantage of what the coaches will do. Especially in the NFL, a lot of the coaches are idiots. <laughs> a lot of them are idiots. We may look and you go, well, they should have this guy throw more. But are they? But are they? Don't put it in. Don't go, oh, I'm going to play. They, Dude, based on this matchup and everything, they should be throwing the ball like 70% of the time. And next thing you know, you go there and they're running first and 10, two yards into the line with a halfback trap. And you're going, what is this coach, an idiot? They they would win the game if they just threw the ball. Your goal in DFS isn't is, isn't that. Your goal is what are they going to do? What, what, what are the coaches actually going to do? Right? Well, they should. This guy should be a bell cow running back, but there but he's not. You're not gonna make DeAndre Swift happen. You can't just you can't just will that. Well, he's so much more talented than all the running backs. He should be getting 50% of the touches and getting all the third down. Antonio Gibson should be getting third downs. And when JD McKissick comes in. Everyone goes nuts. <laughs> but then they play Antonio Gibson as if he's getting third downs. Because that's what they think should happen. But it's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. Well, one of these weeks, it'll happen. Yeah, but it's not. So why are you considering it? DeAndre Swift isn't going to go into an 80% timeshare type of thing. I know. I know he's on a different team now, but you got Jamal Williams getting all the balls on the 10-yard line. Vulturing all the touchdowns. So why are you still projecting DeAndre Swift like he's this, this superstar? And people play him like that. This is the type of stuff you take advantage of. Put that post-it note up. Everything in NFL is small sample. Everything is small sample in NFL. Everything. Everything you think you know, small sample. Everything. Well, I think I know this. Well, you know it from this amount of data. This is this it. Yeah, but it's five years. Five years isn't even enough. Five years, what? That's not, not even 100 games. And over the course of five years, there's been four coaching changes, three quarterback changes. Uh, the offensive line is beat. I mean, like, dude, something that happened four years ago is all totally different variables than today. Than today. So even that, like, oh, well, you have 90 games of data, but have 80% of it is irrelevant to what today's the current roster and coaching staff is now so that doesn't even matter everything is small sample in nfl lucas unesco asked what percentage should you aim to have your lineups finish in the one percent well more than one percent what percentage of pros lineups are finishing in the top one percent for me at least personally depending on sport Somewhere between 1.4 and 1.8%. Long-term. In the top 1%. That, that, that's, that's considered a decent signal. 
It should be over the rake. Typically, typically you're if you if you're getting one point two, obviously depends on how big the fields are because top one percent in a hundred thousand person field is still only top one thousand. So for those fields, you you want like top point one percent. But for the most part, you should be getting more than your fair share of top one percent finishes. So I, I would I would be aiming to one point four to one point eight. If you if in a, in a small sample. Over the course of, you know, half a season or something, you're like, wow, I'm getting 2.2% in the top 1% and you haven't binked. That means you've been getting a little unlucky. And if you've binked, if you've come in first and your top 1% rate is like 0.8%, then you've probably gotten lucky with that That also in the other direction. But yeah, for, for, the, for, the, for me personally and from what I've seen mostly, like somewhere between 1.4 and 1.8% would be the range. I think overall for me, it's like 1.7 something or other. 1.74% across all sports everywhere for large field GPPs. And obviously, if you have something that's ridiculously higher, it must be a small sample size. You're not, it's it's unsustainable to be more than like 2% in the top 1%. Like like long term, I I I don't I don't see that short term. Yeah, sure, over a six month period, sure that could be that could be the case. Okay, so if you got questions about NFL DFS, we're continuing our primer series tomorrow. Tomorrow, get your questions in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. If you want to hear more about the subject, like I talked today about variance, exploiting it, that's in the theory of daily fantasy sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. 15-hour audio masterclass, as well as the Advanced Players Guide, which is another 10 chapters of audio, and uh, my custom Excel tools, which I'll be using for this NFL season. So get them both. Theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thummy thumbs on your way out the door. We got an MLB slate coming up. They'll be bringing crunch time to you at noon. At noon. And I will see you tomorrow answering your questions, as I always do here, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.